Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Quantum Nurse, and I am Grace Asagra, your holistic registered nurse. First, thank you so much for always joining me in all my, in any or all of my episodes, especially during live stream. And thanks a lot for sharing them as well. Don't hesitate to share to anyone. If you like what you're hearing, what you're seeing, please share. That's the best thing that you can do. And also, if you have any uh, questions, don't hesitate again. The information of my guest, especially for today, Diane King, will always be together with the audio or and the video. Okay, and reach out if it's a question for me, I'll be there for you. If it's a question for Diane, she'll be there to respond to you. And so check out quantumnurse.life because that's where you could get your three free videos and you can continue to connect with me so I can include you in my newsletter. So thank you so much. And I am really most happy and privileged to have a colleague in the health field. She's a hypnotherapist and also a colleague in communication as a podcaster and a YouTuber. She, she will tell you more about that. She's always on that creative side as well. And just like um, some of you who are holistic practitioners, she continues to work um, a lot of hours just to be able to help people who wants to do some, you know, um, healing in a in addition to what they're doing, perhaps in a pharmaceutical world, but she does more in the non-pharmaceutical world and she's here for you. So I'll just tell you a little bit about her. And during our conversation, trust me, she'll tell more and more about her and about her the things that she's been doing. And for sure, they will be very beneficial for you. So Diane help, helps to really get to the root cause of why we feel stuck. Okay, so how many of us, many times, right? The difference is that she helps you understand that. And eventually she helps you not feel stuck. She used a method that combines the most effective techniques from NLP, CBT, hypnotherapy, and psychotherapy with the ability to transform lives powerfully and permanently. She is a clinical hypnotherapist, psychotherapist, and she loves helping people just like you to make profound changes in your life. Together, so she and the clients will look at the issue and come to a complete understanding of how this has impacted your life and then recode and rewire the changes in you so you can live your best life. Uh, just for other information and always that you wanna connect with her, remember she has that website of www.dianeking.co.uk. See, so the world is getting smaller when we want to reach out with people of, with great heart and great intention. So I give you Diane King, welcome. Thank you, Grace. What a lovely introduction. <laughs> and I, I was thinking maybe we could start with, uh, you know, everyone has that, it seems like everyone likes that conversation of the power of mind. Mm. And it seems like I, if I can remember it, maybe in the last four, five decades, especially four decades, 
it, it seems like it's welcome, welcoming that conversation, as opposed to um, many years ago, many decades ago, when people don't even think about, maybe in, in the other, in, in some third world cultures, in developing countries, they, we, we, were, we were already taught about, or we, we were encouraged to think that our words, our thoughts matter, our behaviors matter, but more so now, everyone's talking about the power of the mind. So lead me to that conversation. Why is it important that we have to understand the power of mind? Well, I think it's important to understand the words that you say to yourself and the words that are coming into your mind because the interpretation that you put on those words have an effect on your body. And so your body is your mind and your mind is your body. And as I say, it's the interpretation that you put on the words and we're always getting these thoughts and words in our head and jumbling. And, and if we can't sort them out or, you know, push them aside, then we could get stressed, anxious. We have those looping thoughts all the time. And we're just in a perpetual cycle of anxiety or not achieving what we want to, what we want to achieve. And I do believe as well that we do pick up we do pick up thoughts off of other people because we pick up their vibrations, don't we? When we're with people, you can, you feel that energy. And, and I do believe, so when you've, when you've got a thought and that thought projects out into the universe, then I believe it magnifies, magnetizes other thoughts to come back to you. So you're, you know, if they're not good thoughts, then you're going to keep getting these, this negativity coming back to you. But once you stop it and turn it away, because you have the control to do that, then they're going to come in less and less. And, and you can do this. You can do this. And I think, you know, I think obviously it's the age we live in now. It has, it has accelerated, hasn't it, this... Um, people opening up their minds and believing in the consciousness and, and something more. Um, and it is getting faster and faster. There's more and more people, you know, believing in that. I believed in it from a child when I was, I mean, I can remember back to when I was three. Um, but I remember when I was four or five, I used to skip outside and talk to the, to the sky. And I used to think people were listening to me, really believe people were listening to me. <laughs> so I've always been a bit strange like that. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned about your, your experience of knowing some, knowing this and practicing it when you were three years old. Like yesterday, we just had a live stream, I was telling you with Gabrielle, and then she also had that early experience of being awake or being conscious when she was even 10 months old. So, so I was just thinking again that how wonderful would it have been if as, as parents and as adults on the way we, 
we put ourselves in the presence of children because it, it, it feels like it is innate in the children when they're born. Mm. Then somewhere down the line, it kind of got a little distorted, you know, to some. Although to some again, just like uh, you're saying that since you were three years old. But tell me, you could have done other things. But what led you to like, okay, this is what I'm going to do is, you know, that in order to help? Yeah, I mean, I did do um, reflexology. I'm a reflexologist, aromatherapist and a Reiki healer. Um, but I just love, I always default back to the mind yeah. I always have done um, my regret is that I didn't I didn't get a professional qualification in hypnotherapy I did study it years ago and and used to practice it on friends and stuff but you know that was my regret but I always default back to the mind um, because I just it fascinates me it's so powerful um, what we project out and what we can project back in. And I do believe, I do believe that everything around us is a project, projection of our thoughts and our feelings. And I also believe that the people around us that we attract are somehow a projection, a projection of what's going on inside, whether that's good or bad. And we have the ability to change that with our thoughts, with our words. Um, we could write down, you know, a story once you've got the power, the emotion with, with the words. So you've got the thought, then you've got that emotion. So the thought sends the signal out and the emotion draws it back to you. So that's when you manifest, because I love the manifestation world as well, because I believe that you can do that. And I have, I have done it, but I have to say, I haven't, I believe it's a misconception that you have to be happy. You have to be on a good vibration to attract what you want to attract. Because when I've, when I've got precisely what I've wanted, what I deliberately have manifested, I haven't ne necessarily been in a happy place. Mm. So I don't believe that you have to be in a happy place to do that. Um, yeah, perhaps it's because the emotion was there um, to draw it back. Yeah. So, yeah. So getting back to your question, I, I just default back to the mind. And also um, I remember years ago when I worked in London, I used to get the train and um, I was reading the paper. And when I used to read the paper, I don't anymore. But um, I was reading an article about the crossword and that people. People that know about the power of the mind and about the thoughts in the collective conscious and we can all access them would do the crossword that was out on a Monday, you know, one of the quite the hard ones, do it at the end of the day because everyone else had done the crossword and then answers were already out there and they just had to link in and draw them, draw them in. And I thought, oh, wow, you know, that's, that's quite powerful. I believe, believe that. 
is true. That's quite interesting that you use the analogy, you know, analogy of crossword. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's because it's, it's like, um, you know, when they talk about the 100 monkey syndrome, so a monkey can uh, peel a banana or crack a coconut on the other side of the world, and then eventually they'll be doing it miles and miles away without communicating or without seeing, seeing it done. So where has that come from? It's come from up there because I believe we all wire back into, into God, spirit, collective consciousness, where we were made, our maker. Um, yeah, it's quite, um, it's fascinating, I think. I just find it fascinating. Yeah, um, and that's why I guess there are times that in most people, if they can remember, there are times when uh, you're just thinking of another person and then on that moment, you know, the person connects with you. Yeah, that happened to me yesterday, actually. And it happened because we were sorting, I was sorting some, uh, a drawer out of... Um, pictures and things and I said oh I put all these together when I was moving and uh it was quite a way away and it's one of my friends live and she called me yesterday and she said oh I've been thinking about you and I hadn't spoken to her in a couple of months and I said oh I mentioned you yesterday so yeah and I, I do have a friend also who met many times when he calls and we'll be talking the same thing because I was thinking about it as well. And then yeah. and that's why he, he called. And, you know, I yeah. said, oh, and, it was, and then we just start laughing because he said, you know, our frequency is really doing well. Mm. Um, and, and same thing as I remember when my son was still small and he, I don't see him opening the refrigerator, but there will be moments that I know he's opening the refrigerator and what he's about to get. So, and I just, as a, as a mother and reminding a child how to, you know, keep things neat in the refrigerator. And then I would tell him from afar and then he'll say, how do you know that I am opening the refrigerator? <laughs> then I just say, I'm your mother. And once you're a mother and a child, we will always be connected. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, and the same thing happens with partners, doesn't it? You know, when you've been with someone for a long time, you tend to, um, you pick up on their thoughts, they pick up on yours. Um, you, your energy exchanges, doesn't it? Because the when the heart's open, I believe, I'm not very good with measurements, is it? It's Yeah, it's two metres. I'm sure it's two metres. So it's, it's going to encompass, I live in a semi-detached house, so it's a three-bedroom semi-detached, but it would actually incorporate next door as well. So my energy field would actually go through to next door as well. That's quite, it's quite powerful, isn't it? Right, and correct. And since uh, we're talking about the mind, which is really uh, a frequency, and that could go beyond uh, physical boundaries, Right, you go yes. just go beyond physical boundaries. Now, in your in in your practice, what is the most uh, 
what is the best success story that you've had that you know someone really said wow whatever we're doing it really works one is me <laughs> i had a a, um, a colleague hypnotize me for to cut my chocolate eating out uh, my partner um another lady that um had anxiety. Um, who's the other lady? Yeah, then there, there was someone else, but I can't. Uh, I can't think because they don't always come back to you. A lot of them feel good, or they they say that the charge is gone. They don't feel the same. But so me, I had recently. I've always had a chocolate addiction. And I know, and as I've got older, I, I'm quite good with my health. I'm quite, um, I'm aware of the foods I eat, and cholesterol, but I have this chocolate addiction. I don't eat cakes. I don't really like cakes. I'm not a sugar person, but chocolate. And of course, people buy you chocolate because they know you love it. You're just like, oh, I just love it. Um, but I've had this since I was very young. So when I was young, I was ill. In hospital a lot and I wouldn't eat and the nurse would say to my mum bring her something that she likes so she used to bring me chocolate so I thought oh you know that's why I love chocolate because I was kind of used to eat it a lot even though we didn't have it growing up they were quite good with our meals we had home-cooked meals didn't eat in between meals and we didn't have chocolate but even so as I got older I could go I'd got to the stage where I could go in I could go shopping or into a uh, a corner shop like a sweet shop for something else but the sweet the sweets could be there the chocolate could be there and I wouldn't buy it and I had no interest in buying it but when it was at home my partner bought it or if I'd bought it when the children were here if I bought easter eggs or whatever I'd hide them but then in the end I'd go and get them and I'd eat them and I'd have to buy more and my partner buys chocolate sometimes and in the evening he'd go oh do you want do you want some chocolate? And I'd go, no, thanks. And I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, I do, I do, I do, I do. And then I'd have some. And I'm thinking, oh, I didn't really want that, but I found it really hard. So anyway, I had this hypnotherapy. And what transpired was that I associated, because it's the meaning that you put on something. And I, I associated chocolate with love and giving and being connected and so when anyone gave me chocolate I would not refuse because it's like refusing love and once that was shown to me and that's kind of what we came to together I I don't eat it now so that's been about three months I would only have some if I really wanted it but I, I don't really my partner says, oh, you know, when it's offered to me and my partner says, oh, oh, you're really good, aren't you, not having the chocolate? And I said, yeah, I was shocked myself, but I don't actually want it, you know. So my partner, he plays golf and I hypnotised him for his golf. And obviously with the golf score, I don't know anything about golf. I just asked him what he wanted, blah, blah, blah. He told me. And then they, they put it on a... Uh, an app 
And obviously the score goes down in golf, the lower the better. What is it? The handicap, the lower the better, whatever. And he's just dropped like this. So they were asking him what he'd been doing. They was watching him because he plays with younger, with younger men who are quite strong, you know, quite get a powerful shot. And he's he's doing he's doing really well. Obviously, it's closed now, but he was doing really well. He couldn't believe it either. And I couldn't believe that he was listening to it, the MP3 that I'd made him. Because <laughs> with family, they're kind of like, you know, you don't really know if they're going to take it serious or not. Oh, um, yeah, a lady, the other lady was, um, she was um, going to give birth. She was in her last, um, um, what do they call it? Um, Trimester. Yeah, she was. Yeah, so she was about to give birth, and um, so we did a session with her, and I did her a, a recording uh, for an easy birth. It was, and that went really well. Yeah, um, and another lady had anxiety. It was, um, it was like a social anxiety. Um, and that diffused, she was able to go out and she felt more comfortable. Um, yeah, what's she the average, what's the average um, time period, period when the one sees progress? Usually it's straight away, but with the sessions, I like to do two or three sessions because, or depending on on the issue, because in between, something else could come up. Okay. A feeling or an emotion that you could deal with to, to get that out. But the majority of the time, there is there is a. You, you're going to see a result, um, more or less. You're going, to, you're going to feel better within the month. And you keep listening to the recording for 21 days because then you're rewiring everything. Um, yeah, a lot of people do feel better and then gradually get better over that month. And some things take a little time um, to get better, but it's so powerful. It's so powerful because... The person, because the subconscious mind is taking you back to an event and a time that caused this issue. And it's not always what you think it is because you're thinking logically. I mean, I would never have interpreted my chocolate addiction with refusing love, refusing, you know, kindness and, and love and I've you know, you don't refuse a present, do you? You don't. So I've never have done that. It's like turning it away. So for me, it was to not have the, if someone was offering me the chocolate, you know, like my family and friends and my partner, it's like me refusing love or refusing affection, refusing, turning them away. And that's quite powerful, really, isn't it? So... Um, and that doesn't mean that, like you, that you wouldn't touch a chocolate anymore. No, I had right? some, but I only had one square, and I think it was a chocolate that I'd never had. So I tried it, but it was just one. 
and that was it. So whereas before I, I would eat, um, I would eat lots of chocolate. If it was, as I say, I did get to the stage where I didn't buy it, but then other people would buy it and I would just eat it. Um, and then they, but they'd give it to me as well. So I just like, so it was really, um, yeah, that worked, that's worked really well for me, which I'm really pleased. What I can relate with your story is it's not that it became, it's an, became a disorder, but I remember that, um, you know, living in United States away from more ordinary day-to-day -day Filipino foods. So it's, that's why sometimes I do want to you know, have that um, meal with a Filipino who prepares Filipino food because it, it's the meaning of it. It's, it's the feeling that, oh, especially on holidays, that, oh, you're together and you, you eat these kinds of food mm. when it's holiday. And mm. then, uh, but that doesn't, it's not that I become kind of like addicted to it, but that's how I relate with certain food that it brings me good memories. Um, yeah, and it's done with love and, you know, it's, it's um, and, and someone's gone through taking their time to prepare that for you and everything. Yeah, so that, that's, that's really nice, isn't it? But to, you know, I mean, my partner buys chocolate, he'd be eating it every night. And I was just thinking, I don't want this. I said to him, why are you buying it? Don't buy it. But now it doesn't bother me, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I bet he might say that, oh, I'm buying it for you, I'm thinking of you. So sometimes they, I think guys do that as well. That's what my experience is. So sometimes I really don't feel like eating it. And I just say, oh, thank you. And just, I'll reserve it for later because I'm good in reserving things, especially when I like something. I even eat less because I want to like extend. Oh, right, okay, yeah. <laughs> extend that I have it whenever I feel like having it. So it's always there. So she said, sometimes I could be like a mouse. <laughs> do you know what? I used, to, I used to do that with chocolate. I used to think, so I'll say, oh, do you want a drink? Do you want a cup of tea or something? Oh, no, I don't want to get rid of the taste of the chocolate in my mouth. <laughs> but I'd be the same. I would have that lingering because I just loved it. But I don't, yeah, I'm so pleased it's gone because I've, I just want to get super healthy inside my body. I don't want to have blocked arteries and stuff. What, what's the most resistance that you notice from people who have come to you for help? Um, I haven't really had any um, resistance because they've wanted help. So I haven't really come across that. And even even in the hypnotherapy there's there's seven or there's about seven tools tools so to speak seven things interruptions i can do to get them there mm. so for different people if this isn't working we can go down another route we can do it this way or that way while they're in hypnosis sort of thing so i haven't because they have come to me because they want to, you know, it's not like someone, someone sent their wife along. Um, oh, here's my, I've booked my wife in at 
I want her to give up smoking and she doesn't want to give up smoking. So there would be some resistance. So, but if there's resistance, yeah. So, I mean, if there is resistance in the hypnotherapy, as I say, you can use, you can sort of circumnavigate that with a different approach, a different way. Yeah. If that's what you meant. Yeah. So there, there could be a subconscious resistance which there is okay um, sometimes oh also i did um a guy had um his diverticulitis kept playing up that's the um you know you know what diverticulitis is with the yes the little sacs don't they they get infected really painful and it kept playing up and he didn't know why but we did um, we did a past life regression because he wanted past life regression, okay. and he didn't come for the diverticulitis. He came because he wanted past life regression. But in the past life regression, he'd been stabbed in the side. He was like a warrior or something. <laughs> this warrior, and he'd been stabbed in the side where it plays out. And he said he doesn't get as many attacks now. Oh. He doesn't get as much. He still watches what he eats, but he was doing that and it was getting worse. So, and, and the thing is with past life regression, because, you know, you've probably got a mixed bag of people, people who go, oh, yeah, you know, oh, take me back and see, see what I was in a past life. But that's not, like, in therapy-wise, that's not always the case it's kind of acts as a metaphor because someone could have say headaches and then you could do a past life regression and they might have been stoned. They might have been, you know, someone in the dark ages that were put in the square and stoned because of something. And that's where they got their headaches from. And then from, from confronting that and realizing that their headaches go. So whether that is true or not, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because it might have been a metaphor. It might have been the subconscious just using that to help them understand it and overcome it because it doesn't really matter how we get there, I don't think. And also imagination and logic, imagination always wins. And so it doesn't really matter because... You know, it's like when we was going back to thoughts and the words you say to yourself, the words affect your body. Like um, you must have heard um, when someone says, oh, in magic, close your eyes and imagine a lemon. And I've got a sharp knife and I'm cutting it and the juices are coming out and then I've sliced it again. It's even more juicy and I want you to imagine that in your tongue. And then by the time you've gone all through that, you know, you're just, you can feel it, can't you? You can feel the juices flowing in your mouth. Uh, and it's like when you, get, when you imagine something scary, your heart, heart rate might race. So that's the imagination, isn't it? And how that affects the body. Well, I'm glad you mentioned now, since you mentioned about um, how scared we can be. So in, in again, 
in during this current unprecedented times, is all this madness. Are you busier taking care of people who have depression or um, any of suicidal thoughts that you know people come to you? Um, what's your take with that? I have been I have been busier the end of last year, and it's just um, eased off a bit now. Um, but I've had I've had some people with anxiety, but um, but that's something that's ongoing. I haven't had anyone contact me through because they've become anxious or suicidal through um, through lockdown. Um, but I'm sure I know other people have. Um, I just haven't actually had them. I've just had. I've had people with their own issues um, and, as I say, anxiety that they had anyway, uh, not related with the lockdown, but... And do you take also clients who are in medications, like for their emotions, if they have like a chronic anxiety or any kind of panic attacks that they've had, and what's your experience with uh, the people who take medications? Well, with medications, obviously, I wouldn't tell them to change anything. And if there was any concerns, then I'd want them to speak to their doctor. But um, the medication is not a problem. The only people that you really wouldn't see are um, anyone with psychosis or schizophrenia but the medication isn't really a problem um, obviously they'd sign a disclaimer but you wouldn't you wouldn't advise them to change anything and if there were any concerns real concerns then they'd have to see their doctor if they were happy to do that I mean if someone was having um panic attacks so you, you know you'd have to see when they were having them how often etc and then of course you know doing it over zoom you like to know who's there is there anyone in the house you've got another contact number etc so there's there's stuff put into place with zoom um yeah Oh, I can't hear you. Uh, are you familiar with uh, uh, the studies on placebo effect? And yeah. On the nocebo effect. Yeah. And because many people will just think that, okay, um, if they're not uh, fully convinced to about the thoughts that it would really help them. I think it would be good that they themselves do their own experiment and, mm. you know, and, and putting, writing some words that might be positively reach, or charging them. And then uh, the other side of the words on, on paper will be the negative thoughts that not, might not be helpful. That would be interesting because I, with those studies, right? Mm. I mean, placebo is really powerful. When I started studying hypnotherapy, when I was, I started studying it when I was um, 
17 and then in my late 20s and stuff. And the guy that um, taught me, he used to, this is going back to the late 80s, and um, he, if he had, um, he had this mum come to him because his son wouldn't sleep, couldn't get to sleep, difficulty sleeping. So he had a little brown bottle and he put some water in it and uh, I think he put some sugar in or something and uh, put a label on it and the the son was there and he said you know he said to the mum this is for your son and he said to him you know you take so many drops before you go to bed and you'll sleep well and that's what they did and he did and it was just water um but yeah i mean that's the power of the mind isn't it what you believe you know what you believe uh, and i've also stopped um you know this is slightly out of the placebo but i've stopped watching some uh, like things that are going on at the moment um i was watching a lot of stuff you know with the children and things and and i just thought oh it's just it's just um i don't feel i can help and so it kind of gets you down a bit and so i've just stopped watching that and like focusing because I don't want I don't want the energy to change I want the energy of the the earth to be lifted and I think to myself because it's affecting me it's not helping because it's 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 making you know it's making my energy go down and therefore I think it's affecting the the energy of the world so I've just started just focusing on more happier things and thinking more happier things um, to, to bring it up again. And also following, doing some action so that we may contribute, because as we were talking earlier, it doesn't mean the power of the mind when we want something favorable to happen doesn't necessarily mean that we can never be mad, we can never be angry, we can no. never insecure and um because the, the 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 my my dilemma i guess is when people don't want to do anything because they think that if they feel like that you know then it will contribute to the the same craziness outside now i say for myself that if you if one constantly chronically feel that way, like example, the fear, right? The anxiety. Now that won't help. <laughs> that mm. won't help elevate, you know, even if one does, is not doing anything, but if you keep feeling that way, then it is a problem and will not change the course or disrupt the low vibrations if one calls that as low vibration or just the not favorable frequency. But it's it's still for for me it's still beneficial i find that i have to act i have to move i have to be able to find a way to be of service mm. you know because in that right in because in that service doing something that's when that um mind shift can happen as well being able to serve or do your best that might help in terms of uh, what's happening nowadays or else mm -hmm. things may never change. 
So, oh, it, that it could that be also the it, it's that could also be the same thought process in in any of your clients, right? Because they can just keep feeling positive, but I'm sure they have to do something, move, do some actions, whether it be as just a shift of the behavior that is different so that they could have that moment of um, be beneficial outcome. What do you think? Yeah, the, the shift in, so the shift is there, um, oh, just had the word then, they're, they're kind of energy field shifts. And so because they're, their energy shifted, their perceptions shifted, they automatically start to feel better, feel uplifted, and then view things differently. And that's what it is, isn't it? It's all perception as well. And so when they, when they, you know, when they come out of that, when they realise that and, um, and they've acknowledged that and they've dealt with it, then they're, they're in a different state of mind which is a state we go in these states throughout the day don't we we go in and out of the hypnotic state but when they're in this this when they've got rid of that state and they they've put a different spin on it they've acknowledged it they've their perceptions changed they're uplifted and they're you know they're ready to carry on and you know when you change people then they can go on and change change the world can change anyone can change one other person which ha has an effect doesn't it just one other person I um I send a lot of love out I'm always sending love out especially when I feel like I'm not doing enough I think to send love out is love is all isn't it love is high vibration and you know if you send that out then you know that's good that's good good energy yeah so i've, I've done that a lot this year mm. everyone's talking about that also since last year that you know no matter how it seems like gloomy the situation is um, for almost for the whole world that our best uh, thing to remember is that infinite love which is a true nature of human mm. beings and in that infinite love now in that infinite love but that doesn't mean that okay you just don't do anything you just keep your mouth shut or don't share what you think your heart is true or there's some doubts that you have of what's happening right so it, that's also but for me that's part of love is you share the thought that if there is like intuition that one has that is would be beneficial for other people who might be confused on on what's going on now that that's still part of part of love mm. And you can definitely um, you can definitely change people. Um, not, I don't mean you know you've got the power to change people, but I mean I've done it in the past, and my daughter's done it. Um, so if someone hasn't been very nice to you, 
um, perhaps you know shouted or you know just not just being horrible if you you send them love and forgiveness they tend to come back to you so i don't know what was going on and you know um we forget it and whatever i'm sorry um so it definitely works it definitely works because i've experienced it and my daughter has because she said oh you know what shall i do and uh you know you send that love out to them even though you know i always say to my daughter i've just sent you know just send love <laughs> that's always my art so i'll send the love and even even if like deep down you're thinking oh, i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> you know when you keep doing it, it does um that that goes away that any any anger in you towards them also goes away and then when there's nothing there you know it's when there's no reaction well there's nothing being projected out um then they come back they have that love and it kind of diffuses their anger so it's helping the other person as well isn't it it's helping them you know love sending people love is really powerful i've found it it's i've seen it happen two or three times twice to me and once to my daughter so i know it works i know you know there's proof there you just sense you just keep doing it and you know that person comes back to you um, and for those who the viewers or listeners who may have some doubts i you know in in how powerful sending love is are you gone you're on mute for for me <laughs> One has to remember that they have to practice it. I mean, you, it's in the practice, it's in your experiential uh, experience in, in that moment that you can really see if that sending love works or not. You know, you can read about it, you could listen to us, but you have to do it, you have to practice. If you are the person who likes to explore on things, then that's how you do it. Now, my mm -hmm. question, my question, uh, Diane, is, um, since hypnotherapy is powerful, can you resist a hypnotherapy as well? I was just thinking um, that the in these current times that there are just a small minority of people, maybe 1% or even less, that con continues to manipulate things and does all the indoctrination and just for me, it's like a hypnotherapy of the collective. They can use that as well. How can we resist that if we are, are awake that, okay, this may be some type of indoctrination and that this could be some type of hypnosis on everyone what's the best way that we can we we will notice that it's it's a hypnosis that's not good for us and what is the best way maybe to strengthen us well we are very powerful beings as you know 
and also you know suddenly your mood can change can't it and you know you might feel a bit mm, a bit off kilt a bit mm, don't feel right and then you know you can if you're starting to get thoughts you can write thoughts down I think well, where did that come what have I done what have I done for that thought to come in why am I feeling like that if you keep a record um, and that's what I get some of my clients to do as well really um, yeah with the anxiety with food you know for the weight loss you know you keep a diary and it's the same sort of thing so you keep a diary what's going on you've got that you know if, and then you have to remember to do it and then you know is it a certain time of the day is it is it a time when you've done something that's that's triggered this um why are you feeling low and you know because we're so powerful we can command those thoughts to go if they're not there i talk to thoughts like it's a person and command them to go and are you here are you here in love and light no now I command you to leave because you have no right to be here. And you can command anything to go. It's your body. It's your mind. You can command it. And when, when you start, you know, if you meditate, when you start meditating and, oh, what have I got to do? I've got to put the washing on. I've got to go shopping. I've got to pick the children up. Right, no, come back. I'm meditating. You know, but you just keep pushing the thoughts out. And as you keep pushing them away, you know, if you, if you push them away and just, if you can't think of anything, just put a happy thought in, eventually they will, a trophy, they, they just get so um, lifeless and limp that they go, they're diffused, there won't be anything there. But if you, you know, command command anything to go that's not that's not aligned with you that's not there for your purpose for your love that's not going to give you love and light whatever it is you want to say and it will go also I think you know keeping a diary keeping yourself you know in this in this well of all time really isn't it being hypnotized by media and and what else, whatever is going on. Um, it's important as well to stay away from those things, to, to keep yourself healthy, to keep yourself energised. And, and also when you, you know, you, you might also look at the people around you. Are they bringing you down? And then sometimes when you do start to change and lift yourself, you know, lift your, your spirits and your energy. Um, people might try and sabotage you um, because they don't want you to change. They want you to be like them. It's like some people who lose weight. Perhaps friends around them won't want or give up drinking. Oh, you're no fun anymore. Um, and they want you to be like them. They don't want to lose you. So they want you to, to keep coming in. But you know, you don't want to be there. And you have to be strong, don't you, really? Mm -hmm. Strong. But 
Another thing I do as well is I put um, still, a still shield all over me because nothing can get through still. It's quite, a, it's good protection. Um, I do that when I get in the car. I imagine this still thing coming over the car. Oh, okay. T yeah. Uh, tell me, tell us more about that still. Still, yeah, like the sheet metal still. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I believe nothing can penetrate it like spirit, um, entities or anything like that because... Um, when you're when you're when you're low, when you're feeling low, your auric fields has breaks in it, doesn't it? It has like split holes in it, and anything can latch into that and bring and bring you down. And you want it, you know, you want it whole again. Um, when you said steel, um, you're literally saying. Um, a steel or an energy steel? Yeah, like, you know, um, um, like a metal sheet of steel. Okay. Yeah, the like S-T-E-E-L. Right. Like sheet metal, yeah. So I imagine steel, oh. a steel sheet. Okay, okay. It probably didn't sound right, did it? Because I know what I'm no, talking about. No, but what I'm, I'm, I'm just want to be clear. In my head, I imagine oh. it. There you go. Yeah, sorry. I imagine it coming over me. Okay. And because you've imagined it, you actually are putting it around you. Okay. And nothing can get through that. It's, that's really powerful. I don't know why it can't. I read that years ago. Sometimes I read things or find out things and I think, and it stays with me. And, and it's interesting that you mentioned that, but the only difference is that you have to imagine it and maybe really feel about it, believe in it, because there are really some um, tech technology, um, technology tools now that are being offered and some of them are on sale. Some of them you can afford, they're inexpensive, they're sort of handy, but some of them really you need to rebuild and I think a few uh, small percentage of the population may have something that they built in their home also that they were able to build something to protect them from any unwanted frequencies that uh, oh yeah do you mean like the um we I like what you said that's portable the, the mind is portable wherever we go we could put it well, def definitely and another thing I used to do as well if um at work when I worked um in a corporation um certain people I would put up a mirror in front of me and then everything would reflect back to them their own style <laughs> oh God. yeah it's like hitting them in the face <laughs> When I started working in the um, United States and then an African Inganga shared with me, you know, uh, the, like uh, not just imaginary, it may be partly imaginary, but if I can, before I go out of the house and go to the hospital, I will put an, a circle like around me that 
constantly goes with me so that nothing harm follows me or be with me because I know I'm I love my role as a nurse but I know also that there are many things there that uh, I do that I that I give for my patients because that's what they believe in that I will not do for myself and all this again are frequency so I try to keep in my mind that I have a circle of that which I didn't know before is like I'm creating now. I know that it's like your bio energy field mm. around you. It's like your protective aura, but beyond the aura. So that, that what you're saying is, you know, imagining mm. that um, still around you. I like that. It's a yeah, that, that's in, your intention. Is it? I'll tell you a funny story. It's just reminded me. Um, so why was I doing it I don't know a couple of weeks ago I just put kept putting I was imagining love hearts mm -hmm. pink and red and that and I just I was just imagining love hearts bombing on my house it was just all floating in the house and I did it for a couple of days and uh, that was it I was just thinking oh yeah you know I'm sending out love I'm going to start here and put all the love and everything in and then a couple of days later in the evening, so my daughter lives um, a couple of roads away from me and I've got four grandchildren, but the baby's only four months, but the girls are seven, five and two. So it was about, yeah, it was about four o'clock in the afternoon and um, I heard this noise at the door and the dogs, I've got two little dogs, they were barking and, and then, my partner said, oh, I think it should, I think it's Shelley. And then I could see this stuff because we've got a window on the front door being put on the door and I opened the door <laughs> and they'd made all these hearts oh. and coloured them in oh. and was putting them on the door. And she said, oh, we was trying to do it without you knowing. Oh. And, I said, oh. and they'd written on it. We love coming to stay with you, Nanny and Grandad and... And they done. They were all hearts, and I was saying, "Oh, that's lovely." Anyway, what I did, I took them off the front door, and I've put them on. They're still downstairs. I've put them on in, on the inside so they didn't get wet and everything. And then later on that evening, I thought, "Oh, that's really bizarre," because I was sending hearts to my home, and then they literally came along and put hearts on. And I said, "Oh, what made you do that?" She said, oh, the girls wanted to do it. She said, we was doing it to a couple of people. I said, oh, who else did you do it to? She said, we didn't get round to that. We only did yours. But I'd, the point is, I had, that's, that's, that happens to me a lot as well. So <coughs> I'd done that and it manifested. Um, because I'd seen it, I'd imagined it. And they'd come and put all these hearts on my door. And I just, when I thought about that, I thought, wow, that's... That's powerful. That's it is, powerful. isn't it? It is. I, I, do, yeah. I do think so, yeah. Um, another, another time, it was not last year, the year before, because we wasn't in lockdown. I was, um, I was trying to actually think of nothing. I was trying to be so good that I stopped any thoughts coming into my head. I just wanted to think of nothing, which is hard, isn't it? And then 
I thought, oh, I'm going to change a thought. I'm just going to think of happy animals because so I imagine these, these cows and rabbits and horses and they were cartoon-like and happy jumping through fields. And so every time I was trying to get rid of thoughts, I just thought of them because it was cute, nice, didn't mean anything. So there was nothing connected. There was no emotion or charge with it. <coughs> and um, so a few weeks after that, it was in the summer. My daughter said, oh, do you want to come to this farm? It was, she said, oh, we'll pick you up. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I hadn't heard of it before. It was quite a way. It was another county. Um, it was a few miles away. And when we pulled up, we got out the car and I looked. And this farm was made up of, there was real animals there. But, and it was a working farm, but all the pens, so it was out in the field, they weren't enclosed in pens, so it, unless they were feeding or whatever, um, they was in there. But they had all these um, characters of um, what I was imagining, like um, just uh, cute little characters. So if it was the pig pen, it was cute little pigs, and they were... Um, you know, that, that was over, it was all, there was all carved out of wood and painted. And it was like a happy sanctuary with these animals and all these cute cartoony animals. Yeah, I think they rescued them as well, some of them. And I just thought, and it, it took a while, I didn't get there and think, oh, you know, but that's what I'd been imagining. And I said to my daughter, I've been imagining all these animals. And then we went there. So I, I think if someone, because I love, I'm interested in manifestation as well. So, and I think if someone's interested in testing manifestation, think of something simple and see if it manifests. And then you're testing the power of your mind. And then you know that you can choose your own words, you can write your own words to start helping you feel better and reprogramming your mind because you can do it yourself. You can rewrite your own thoughts, your own narrative. You can rewrite who you are, um, which is really powerful. And if, yeah, if you start off with something simple, even something like I've just said, see what happens see how it um transpires for for you and then you can go on to 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 bigger things and better things and helping people and that's how you know that's another way of um when i do reiki um that is thinking of them whole so you're not thinking of them ill, are you? You're thinking of them whole and how they'd like to be and, and stuff. Oh, that's fantastic. Everything you shared and the tips. And now that you mentioned about thinking of them whole, because mm. I because there are all already um, people, um, practitioners emphasizing that 
it's really well, the way we look at disease is really wrong or the way we look at health is really wrong. And that's why it becomes uh, chronically a, a chronic challenge for us because when we look at the person as a broken person or as a, a kind of like divided all the time. And then when you mention about being in command, I remember that the meditation teachings, uh, you know, especially for, from my original teacher and bless her soul and her heart. She's gone now. She passed away when she was in her 80s. But she did say, she emphasized that there is an observer. Thoughts, thoughts are powerful. Mm. But the thoughts must not, our mind is our best asset, but our mind also does not have to control us. Mm. You know, and so when you're saying about that, we can command, we can command, it's because there's really that some, um, they call it like an observer when we're doing a meditation or a mindfulness practice. Now, then the question is, who is that observer? Why are we noticing ourselves? Who is that noticing? Then the best thing is to always remember that, yes, your mind, because it's not an excuse. We couldn't have an excuse, Diane, that, oh, my mind, I thought of that. So I just did whatever impulsively, right? Or thought of that. So no, there is still that that can command, that can manage the mind to be for, to have that manifest out of love, right? Mm. Yeah, and I believe that, um, you know, don't be, don't beg. I think that's the worst thing you can do. Please, please help me, please, you know, just be, be strong and command and your body, you know, you can command it to go back. I've, I've got this book that I do. I, I have, um, I'll show it to you in a minute. It's a children's anatomy book. And I look in that and um, I, I'll command, I'll get the words or have a look at the structure and command it to go back to a blueprint, to go back to the body, to go back to how it was okay. in a healthy state. Um, yeah, I'm trying to do that with my eyes at the moment. So that. Um... <laughs> so what's what's your day like in terms of your habit and daily good habit? Because you're helping people and when we don't take care of ourselves, then, you know, we can end up to be a, the one being, needing help <laughs> more than helping. Yeah, I find, um, I, I feel quite calm, quite a calm person. I do have two coffees every morning mm. and that's all I have. I I, I love my coffee. I don't, I don't have dairy. I'm a vegetarian, more vegan, but I do um, probably vegetarian. Um, and I have, I don't have, yeah, I don't have any dairy at all. Um, and I found I have more energy not having the dairy. So yeah, I have two coffees in the morning. 
Then I take my two little dogs out. If it's raining, we go to a park where they can run. Uh, if it's not raining, we'll either go to the coast or to a, a field with woods and stuff because it's nice to get out, isn't it? So that's kind of the exercise. I used to go to the gym because I loved swimming. And I used to like to the sauna, but that's all closed. Um, so, yeah, I like to get, I love to get out by the water if we can. We did last year. That was lovely. So every day I'm out with the dogs every day. Um, I don't usually eat until 12 or 1 o'clock when I'm hungry. Um, and I'll have my dinner about 5 or 6. Um, and that's it. Um, I'm, always, I'm always researching. I'm always studying. Um, yeah, I'm doing that all the time. But today, because my partner's not working, he's doing DIY, and he keeps asking me, well, can you come and just hold, hold this panel up for me? Can you do this? Can you do that? Oh, I'm trying to do something. I do have my grandchildren at weekends, uh, and they never want to go home, probably because I wait on them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they know their grandma love. Now, yeah. do you have any success, uh, secret to success? No, I never think of myself as successful because I don't think I am. Uh, I feel that I'm still looking for that. I'm happy with what I'm doing. Um, I'm probably working on a successful business and success to me is uh, being able to, to look after my family, really. Um, so what's your big plan in the next five, 10 years? Um, I want to build a busy practice uh, because I love it. And I love the results that I get um, and seeing the difference. And it really does help people. Um, so, yeah, I want to build, I want to build the busy practice. Um, and just really help my daughter and my grandchildren. And, and also hopefully we'll be able to travel a bit and perhaps come and visit people like yourself. Mm -hmm. yes and Eventually. i'll visit you <laughs> yeah so it'd be it'd be lovely to you know to see people that i've connected with um because i've connected with a lot of people over the internet mm. so it'd be nice to meet up um with people when we can as well so yeah that i mean with the hypnotherapy one thing i love about it is that I can work anywhere, even if I go away on holiday, I can still, especially over Zoom, you can still, you can still do, you know, yeah. a session because you don't need anything, do you? You don't need anything. And so I think that's really lovely that you're able to, to carry that on. And I just want, you know, regardless of five years and just, I just really want to carry on doing what I'm doing getting stronger helping more people um yeah and just see seeing you know really 
just life's an adventure in a way because you never know who you're connecting with and and as I say I'm always I'm always going down these rabbit holes as well um it's really interesting especially as you know what you were saying earlier about um the energy did you say the energy was rising or uh, people being more aware mm-hmm. being more conscious being more conscious of consciousness mm-hmm. um and so you can feel that you can see more people talking about it mm-hmm. that they've just discovered it and they're really interesting i think oh I've, you know i've been doing this for years but it's really they 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 when they've discovered it, it's as if they've they've come through really powerful. Yeah, it's good. It's great. It's great when you see more people joining you, or you know, you can relate more to more people. <laughs> what I can re, uh, remember or is when even when eating healthy before was was sound. It sounds strange before. It sounds like. You know, people don't believe that when eating, improving your eating habits could make you healthier. So it's this, and then when you see it now, it's like, oh, it's so nice that more people, then it benefits us also because restaurants, stores. So same thing as when what you're doing with uh, hypnotherapy, the power of mind, people are more open to it now in the hospital. They, they have more support. They talk more about what they think, yeah. So tell t- tell the audience, please. Um, you know where you, they can find you, and you know any few more words and statements, especially for those who are is struggling and who are caregivers. I know um, the elder population is close to my heart, but other other people who, whether they they are taking care of elders or not may be feeling so stressed out and it's manifesting in their health. So maybe you can give them some good advice. I think the advice that I would give, especially in the times we're in, is to don't think that it's selfish to take time out for yourself. And don't think that it's selfish to do something for yourself, to do something that may seem frivolous that's you know that you think well this isn't helping anyone but I like it you know don't think that it's selfish to do something that makes you happy Um, because by just taking some time you know it doesn't have to be neglecting someone but taking some time for yourself sometimes people don't do that because they feel perhaps they don't deserve it Um, and they feel guilty that they should always be running around looking after someone else or they don't have a right to be happy. And I would say take that time out and know that you do have a right to be happy. You do have a right to be selfish, selfish in a way that you're looking after yourself and to do something nice for yourself. Because when you do something nice for yourself and you say nice things to yourself it reflects in your body and it you know it it boosts you and it it does affect your your mind and your thoughts but 
a lot of people will probably feel guilty about that, but you shouldn't feel guilty. You should, and if you're not looking after yourself and you get run down or you get illnesses, then what help are you going to be to someone else? Uh, but I think it's important to, to do something that makes you happy. Um, it's not taking you away from helping others. <clears throat> In fact, it's probably doing more good. Indeed. And, mm, Excellent, perfect. Um, th this is a wonderful, powerful conversation. Yeah, I love talking. Okay? talking you know, and it. it doesn't have to be the only one with us. <laughs> we can do it again in the future. Yeah, yeah, no, it'd be, yeah, yeah. It'd be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, I, I like to end with a, a quantum affirmation and I encourage the audience to um, do some practice like this. And I have like uh, cards that I shuffle every day. And when, especially when I have an interview recording like with you, I said, what can I share with Diane and our viewers who would listen to this, who would see us. So I got living in harmony. And I encourage you to say this three times in the morning, at noon, evening, and even bedtime and feel every word of it. And at the beginnings, maybe it may feel a little strange because sometimes I, I have those moments also, but I just keep doing it and see what mm -hmm. happens, especially if you do it like um, that, the same thing as you said, 21 days, do it for 21 days. If you start on the new moon and then continue into the full moon, then you'll see if it manifests for you or things get into that realization. So it says, I choose to interact with my friends, family and coworkers with love. I am friendly, kind and compassionate. I go out of my way to make guests feel welcome. I choose to interact with my friends, family and coworkers with love. I am friendly, kind and compassionate. I go out of my way to make guests feel welcome. I choose to interact with my friends, family and coworkers with love. I am friendly, compassionate and I go out of my way to make guests feel welcome. That's beautiful. So thank you, thank you, Diane, and thank you to our audience. And uh, yeah, please um, make sure you check out, you know, tell us again your website. It's dianeking.co.uk. Okay, so dianeking.co.uk. And my website is quantumnurse.life. And so you could check out both. And I have my old website, which is graceasagra.com. And so e either any of this, you can connect with us. And in my language, I say mabalos, which means thank you. Mabalos. Mm -hmm. That's lovely. Thank you so much, Grace. Thank you. Too. It's been beautiful. It's been lovely chatting. Thank you.